It's time for the Live, Shop, Work, and Play Florida radio show and podcast. Interesting people, open conversations, and topics worth talking about. And now, your host, Florida County Commissioner, investor, sports and concert promoter, and risk taker, Joe Mullins. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins of the Live, Work, Shop, Play show. And good morning and good afternoon in some of our areas. Our show today is on the Republican Party, politics. Where is our country headed? Can we save this? Are we going to end up like Rome and some of the other superpowers, just a part of the past and part of history? Today's guest is a very special guest of mine. It's a good friend of mine, Peter Feynman, with uh, the Republican Party of Florida. Now, you're the national committee man, correct? That's correct, Joe, and it's great be on your show. Thank you for having me. Peter, let's tell the listeners a little bit about you and how you became involved in politics so they understand where you're, why you're qualified for this show. Sure. Thanks, Joe. Well, I think it starts out first with the love of our country. You know, this is the greatest country that's ever been in the history of Earth. And uh, my dad was a World War II pilot who, B-17, gave service to this country. My son, active duty Marine for eight years. This is my way of giving back to the great country, the United States. And so I got involved in politics at an early age. 1982. Been involved in the Republican Party of Florida's executive committee since 2004. And for the last 12 years, Joe, I've been blessed to be the national committee man for the Republican Party of Florida, which simply means that I am one of three representatives from the state of Florida on the RNC, the Republican National Committee, trying to direct that body Uh, in the way that it should go. Now, Peter, what is a national committeeman for our listeners who don't understand? Yeah, that's part of the Republican Party of Florida. What is the role of a national committeeman? Sure. Uh, The RNC in Washington is made up of a national committee man, a national committee woman, and a party chairman from each state. And so the national committee man, uh, along with our committee woman and our chairman, represents the state of Florida at the RNC. So I bring to the RNC, hopefully, Florida's conservative political values, Florida's grassroots voice, and I am the voice of the grassroots at the RNC uh, in Washington. So you guys work with issues and some of the national leaders on steering uh, the country in the right direction and kind of pushing and promoting conservative policy. Your role is very important. How do you see Florida playing into that role? Florida is actually, uh, Joe, a leader in the country. Uh, When I go to the RNC, um, as a representative of the state of Florida, people look up to us. Uh, people respect us, and we had become, until this latest dust-up with our chairman, we had become the most admired and most respected Republican Party uh, in the entire country. And, of course, that's because we have great leaders that have been elected from the state of Florida. Obviously, our senators, our great governor, Donald Trump, our state reps, our state senators, all tried and true conservative. Florida has been leading the way in freedom, liberty, conservative values, conservative policies. My job is to make sure that that message gets put out to the rest of the nation so that our other Republican leaders are not fearful. Take a strong stand. The people are behind you because the people are behind us. The people are behind our values. And so the people do not want to defund the police. 
The people do not want unbridled immigration. The people do not want liberal prosecutors not prosecuting shoplifters. We have the support of the people. My job is to convince our Republican leaders, take the high ground. Let's shout from the housetops that these people are not in accord with the views of the American people. And let's take this country in the same direction that Governor DeSantis took Florida, which is a stand for liberty, a stand for prosperity. And that's what we're about. Now, Peter, we see this in the state level. We've seen it in counties. And, and of course, I've, I've shared what I've seen in these county meetings nationally, how some small group minorities start getting loud and screaming. And I told people, I said, listen, we're not in a time to sit on the sidelines. We're not on a time to sit here and think. Do you think this is a phase and that if we just sit, it'll go away? Or do you think we're on the brink of destroying destroying our great nation? That's a great question, Joe. This is not a phase. This is a battle for the survival of this republic. I used to say we're in a battle for the heart and soul of America. I don't say that anymore, Joe. I say we're in a battle for the very survival of this grand experiment in freedom called the United States. This is not going to go away. We need to be vigilant. We need to stand up now. And by the way, this 2024 election, um, yes, it's the most important one in our lifetime to elect leaders who stand for traditional American values. But this is just the beginning. These socialist folks have been slowly taking over our institutions for the last 70 years. It's going to take us more than one election to take back and restore this country to its original vision. Now, liberals are far left love to say Republicans, when they go out and make these strong decisions, are being paid off by people, and they question their actions and question their motives. I just recently saw something this morning, as a matter of fact, where the Secretary of State from Georgia is pushing a law to a bill to go into place where you can't challenge elections. And I'm looking back at what we saw back in 2000 and 2020, had the Democrats, which they've done many times, have questioned elections, a question if they've been fair, had they questioned it, we wouldn't be talking about this. But the fact that a president came out and said, hey, this election is not going the way it should. It, there's some things that just aren't adding up. People went into certain voting precincts and saw things being done improperly or wrong and reported it. They're now being branded as the insurrectionists, the criminals, the the bad people that want to destroy the country. You know, do we not have a right to question things anymore? Is that where our country's gone? If you if you're a liberal, you've got the right to do it all. But if you're a conservative, you're now restricted and you're being uh, divisive or trying to tear apart the country if you do what they do on a normal daily basis. It's very scary, Joe. It's very scary what's happening when the other side starts uh, prohibiting their main political uh, foe from being on a ballot. That's what they do in Venezuela. That's what they do in Cuba uh, when they dredge up some false allegations of an insurrection and then say, oh, because of that, you can't be on the ballot. Uh, These are very scary times. And everybody in this country uh, 
needs to rise up and say, no, enough is well, enough. Re- regardless if you're a Democrat or a Republican, it's scary as hell right now looking at what we're doing. This is the country saying you're free. We have anybody that can get on the ballot long as they meet these qualifications. Anyone can run. You're free to vote for whoever you want to. You can even write in a candidate. You can write in a candidate. So you're free to vote for whoever you want to. If the majority wants this person, that's who we elect. And what we're seeing today is certain states going, you're free to vote for whoever you want to, but we're excluding this person or these people. Explain that to me, how that's democracy, how that works, and how they're, gonna, how they're trying to even justify it. I mean, we just recently seen two states ban a candidate, President Trump, from being on their ballot, but yet the most liberal state in the country, California, has said it's not valid and they're not gonna allow it. Explain that to me and what that process is and, and so the public can understand this is serious. Sure, what Colorado and Maine did, those are the two states you're referring to, um, are clearly unconstitutional acts. I think the Supreme Court will deal with this directly, quickly uh, to strike down what they've done because all you have are allegations that President Trump was involved in a, quote, insurrection, which, by the way, it was not, and that's a false narrative. But you can't keep somebody off a ballot based on allegations. Um, Otherwise, um, we're done as a free republic. Uh, We cannot allow mere allegations just to say, okay, because of these allegations, Somehow you're disqualified. There's been no indictment for that kind of thing. There's been no um, arrest on anything like that. So this is just outrageous, and our country's well, in peril. I, I agree totally. It's almost like if you're you're a liberal or if you're a person who is not a Republican, you're innocent until proven guilty. But if you're a Republican, you're guilty until you can absolutely, beyond the shadow of a doubt, prove that you're innocent. And the way the allegations are coming, they're insane, they're, they're crazy. You know, as a commissioner, I also saw us, and I think this is what our real the biggest problem is, there's a small group in this country that doesn't want to see God anymore. They don't want to have God in anything. They don't want God, and I think it's a lot of their conscience. I think it's just the path of sin. It's the path of moral decay. But they are in their minds making government the new God. They are trying to get government to be able to say that it is immoral or it is bad or it is wrong to to not approve of sin. And government has said it's okay. That's scary times when you're trying to put government over your God. Yeah, Joe, I've often said that the battle we're engaged in right now is as much a spiritual battle as it is a political battle. And people say, well, isn't that an overstatement? And I say, uh, no, it's not. If you take a look, like, for example, last night I was watching the news and there are gangs of shoplifters uh, just stealing uh, from bakeries and convenience stores and they're not prosecuted. And what does that mean? It means the, the commandment of thou shalt not steal is being completely ignored. The concept of honor thy father and my mother, the schools say, you don't have to worry about that. We'll take care of your children and you have no right. And in California, you'll lose your kids if you object to the school wanting to uh, direct them to a different gender. 
uh, this is madness. This is crazy. And everybody needs to start paying attention uh, as to really how close we are uh, to losing uh, the greatest country that's ever been. Now, one of the tactics I've seen in government and I've seen when I served and uh, certainly as I'm still involved heavily on committees and uh, the path of uh, trying to save our nation, they, the oppose, opponents throw chaos in. They know if they get us going chaotic that we start focusing on other things and they slip things by. Obama was probably the master of it. He could come out and get everybody focused on race and then he was pushing stuff through the Supreme Court and through justice system, which is what we're seeing today. He was pushing laws and stuff through, which wasn't popular demand and popular supported. I mean, to have same-sex marriage in a Christian state, a Southern Bible Belt state, forcing pastors to do it or saying you'll be stripped of your your uh, nonprofit status, that was unheard of, but we saw that occur. So. With, and it's no, you know, it's not not hiding it. Most of the listeners and most of the public know that Republicans tend to be chaotic, fall all over themselves. What can we do in the state of Florida? We're certainly seeing it now. You mentioned it. You brought the 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 uh, you opened up the barrel and brought up the point that we certainly have a chairman right now that we're running into some conflict and personal problems with. What can Florida do to unite together? to show the rest of the country, hey, we're all not perfect. We're gonna run into problems here and there. But what we do is we move past them as quick as we can and we stay on purpose and we stay on track. What what can we do as the state of Florida to, to show that message? Well, I can tell you next week, um, we're having a meeting to consider the removal of our chairman and then to have an election to replace him. I happen to be a candidate to replace him. Um, because with my 20 years experience on the Republican executive board, 12 years experience as the national committee man, I think we need a steady hand at the helm. We need somebody to restore the good name of the Republican party of Florida and somebody that can raise money uh, to get us back on track. And then I'm convinced with the right leadership of the Republican party of Florida will emerge from this better than ever, stronger than ever, more effective than ever uh, so that we can elect Republicans. And ultimately, that's the answer. Electing Republicans from the school board, the Port Authority, soil and water conservation districts to city mayors and commissioners to county commissioners, all the way up to state representatives, state senators and senators and governors. That's ultimately the answer. Peter, I agree totally. And and one thing I want to throw out there is something that I personally experienced. I I was in a heavy Republican county. One of the biggest things that the Democrats came out and publicly said, which shocked me, is they called for other Democrats to change parties because they couldn't vote in a closed primary. They called them to change parties, vote against me and try to get me out. It was unheard of. I couldn't believe that. And we've seen many people go change your party, run as a Republican, become a, uh, uh, an elected official, and then push the liberal agenda. How does the Republican Party fight against this? How would you fight against this as the, the leader of the Republican Party of Florida? Yeah, the Republican legislature has led the way in, in this by passing some laws that are very good. The first 
is that if you're going to run as a Republican candidate for office, you must have been a registered Republican for at least a year so that you can't just switch parties and say, I'm going to run as a Republican, even though I've been a Democrat for 20 years before. So uh, that's a good thing. The uh, having closed primaries is a good thing. You know, Joe, there's other states that actually have open primaries. That drives me crazy. Why would we let people who are not members of the Republican Party decide who the candidates for the Republican Party should be? So at the RNC level, I'm introducing measures to um, try to make it harder for states to have open primaries, go to their legislatures and say, hey, we need to have closed primaries like Florida. And when we restore the Florida Republican Party to its uh, leadership role in the country, uh, we, we can do that. Now, Peter, what are your goals when you, uh, if you are the one to take over the party, tell, lay out some of the things that you'd like to see occur over the next uh, eight to 10 months before the big election comes? Because Florida is key. We, we're, everyone needs to understand if, if someone loses the state of Florida, if a Republican candidate doesn't get the support of the state of Florida, there is a very minimal chance they're going to be able to win that presidency. Our state has to remain red. It is a crucial state in saving this country. Tell me some things we do that keep us that way. Sure. Well, first, if I'm blessed to be elected as chairman of the Republican Party of Florida, um, I'll be its leader, but I will not be taking over. I will be working with a great team of people, including our fabulous elected Republican leaders, the grassroots throughout the state. And so I am going to be a team leader, and here would be my priorities. Number one, uh, <clears throat> establish the good name, reestablish the good name and reputation of the Republican Party of Florida. Number two and number three, uh, raise money and raise money. We need to raise money so that we can then give that money to our local Republican Party so they can do have the resources to do voter registration, so they can have the resources to get out the vote, so they can have the financial resources uh, to recruit good candidates, so they can then have the financial resources to recruit poll workers, poll watchers, volunteers, door-to-door -door people. So money down into the local levels and the local county parties uh, is really important so that we can build a campaign infrastructure that no matter who our nominee for president is, no matter who our Republican nominees are for other offices, the Republican Party will be there with the campaign infrastructure ready to go, sufficiently funded so that we can continue to win elections all over the state and then use that role model and spread it nationwide. I understand that. It's probably one of the best movements and the best goals that I think we can have as a state and as a, a party, a conservative group in the state of the uh, in, in the state of Florida. Um, you know, how can people get out there and support you to be the, the choice to be the candidate? What what are some things that listeners can do besides well, sitting on the sidelines and praying that because, like, like I said, I don't think we're in a time of prayer. I think we're always in a time of prayer, actually, but I don't think we're 
in just a time of prayer. We're in a call to action, a revival. That's good. That's good. Yeah, prayer is good. But yes, now there is a call to action. In the same way, there is a call to action in 1775 and 1776 for the cause of liberty. We must have a, another call of action in this day and in this age. So in this particular race, Joe, every county has three Republican leaders, a state committee man, a state committee woman, and a county chairman. And those three people from every county will vote in my election. So folks want to contact their Republican Party chairman in that county, their Republican Party state committee man, state committee woman, and all of this should be online at the Republican Party County's website. Contact them and say, vote for Peter Feynman. Um, we need his experience, his integrity, his trusted leadership for the last 20 years to be at the helm of the Republican Party of Florida. So reach out to your county leaders to convince them to vote for me. And I want our listeners to know, Peter, I, I thank you for joining us today. And I want our listeners to know that this is crucial. This is important. We need strong leadership to rebound from the little hit, hit that we have just taken in the Republican Party with the, with the current chairman and the need to be able to get that pushed aside quick, get ourselves united back together and move forward. Look, no one's perfect. No one's going to go out there and be perfect, and everyone's going to have a past. I certainly have mine 12 years in recovery. I tell people many times when I hear things that they say, Joe, you, you did this or you did that, I go, God, I think I'll go with that because I don't recall things, uh, and I don't recall um, I'm in recovery, and I don't recall everything. But the key is you show now you're making effort to be better. You show you're trying to move forward. And... I think the party needs to take that role. It needs to know it has had a problem. It's had some challenges. We can't control them. No one's perfect. But we move forward. We pull together because there is too much at stake. Our country's at stake. Our kids are at stake. Their future's at stake. Our businesses, our freedom. Uh, you know, I don't, I, Peter, I don't know about you, and I think I do know the answer to this, but I damn sure don't want a foreign country telling us how to live or a media dictating and controlling the direction of our lives and the way we live in this country. Goodness gracious, that's so true. And uh, even if America has to stand alone in the world, we must stand because we are a light to the world. And if our light grows dim, the rest of the world becomes a very dark place, Joe. We can't let America's light grow dim on our watch. And now is the time. There is no other America out there that's pushing and pushing what we have, the freedom we have. We've got to pay attention to it. I think it all starts within our counties, our state, and we've got 50 states that need to come together, and we need the majority of them leading strong. And Florida is certainly the number one state in the greatest country in the world. And we need a strong leader like you, Peter. I hope, I wish you luck, and I, I will certainly push the listeners. I think everybody out there listening contact your local RECs, your Republican committee, your state and your um, state committee man, your state committee woman, your Republican uh, leader, call those RECs, tell them you want Peter Feynman, go out there and let's get this state moving because we are the key player. We, we have got one of, one of two candidates that I think will be the presidential nominee, and that's our governor, our President Trump. 
And uh, we certainly need the state to get behind them 100%. Thanks, Joe. You're so right. And uh, thank you for all you do for this state and for this country, uh, for giving of your time and talent uh, to get out there and, and, and preach, preach what people need to hear. Just an honor to have people like you serving and working in these positions. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. And remember, Florida, we have got to stand strong. We've got to be able to show the rest of this country, the rest of the world, that we are the greatest state to live, work, shop, play, and live free. Have a great weekend.